Let's give them something to talk about. I see the energy running out. I got a planet to run around. Okay, okay. You ain't do nothing but run your mouth. No, I don't want to be humble now. You doubted me. Nothing to talk about. I, um, I, so we've got Alessandro Pacelli here, which is awesome. And we've waited. We wanted to make sure that this podcast was, we, we had all the stuff in order before we all brought the, on South. All the bugs were down. Yeah. Which is, which I, I don't mean to make our other past podcast guests feel bad that we were willing to put them on when we sucked. <laughs> <laughs> but we're, you know, it's a kind of a big deal for us to have Alessandra Pacelli on our podcast. But I, and I told her, I, she asked beforehand, are we going to put her on spot about anything? And I said, I, no, only one thing or two things, but I'm, I'm going to start right away uh -oh. with, with putting you on the spot. Have you ever seen our podcast before? <laughs> I've watched one. Yes. <laughs> we got one. Yeah, we, we got, got one. one. I think in my mind, I was like, I'm just going to like pump them all out at once. It's more than I like. I haven't. Don't do that. I feel like I haven't had time to like listen or do anything. Like yeah. there's just been so many things happening. So yeah. it's like not that I didn't want to listen that I. Yeah. All right. So then the, the follow up question to that is, is has Akeem ever listened to my podcast or your husband? I'm going to say yes, because I'm like impressed with how many podcasts he listens to. Like he's uh, like up to okay. date on everything. I'm like, how do you? Yeah. Is he still staying up to date on all the game stuff? Oh, yeah. He knows more things than I do. <laughs> That's crazy. So that's Akeem is Alessandro's husband and manager, but he was also the statistician. He had great content. He just knew everything about everybody. So he's staying in it. I think. Oh, so, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm, that makes me happy. I don't want to see him. That might lead into another question. Later. That might. We won't. But I don't want to talk about Akeem. I want to talk about I Sandy. know. I know. We should just call him in at yeah. some point. <laughs> we should. <laughs> well, you know, the podcast I would like to do would be great. Would be with Akeem. Yeah, because a lot of people don't know Akeem. He he did stay in the background. Yeah, um, but he has a tr a wealth of knowledge yeah. about not only about the games, the athletes, um, but the training process, preparation, mm -hmm. all of that. And then um, his good friend and and well, you know, our former athlete at Diablo Payam, mm -hmm. um, Sal Jahian, also is another geek. Um, you know, these guys are almost at Brian friend level in terms True. of the level of data that they have in their heads about all of this for fun. Yeah. yeah. For fun. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. They're just for... statistic guys. Like, yeah. I mean, when it comes to soccer, basketball, anything, he knows everything about like every player's life, like everything they've ever done. Yeah. Just like numbers. Yeah. Level. Like he probably has multiple spreadsheets. So just every, like, yeah, no, he does. <laughs> Well, he loves spreadsheets, right? Yeah. So it makes sense. He's got it all yeah, lined out. I think that's. I think that's awesome. <laughs> oh, good. Okay, we're gonna do that then. So, um, this this year, this is your first full year of retirement. Yes, I guess. Yeah. yeah let's see. Yeah. yeah, I think this is the first year that I've like acknowledged. Like, you're definitely retired. You're not doing anything. Right. <laughs> I think I force myself to yeah not even allow for the opportunity to like compete on the team just because i know i always would want to or you know i just so i just fully committed to like you're not doing anything competition wise right <laughs> and so alessandra's last year at the games was 2021 and uh, and since that time since 2021 the format for the games has changed again mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, now including semifinals into the mix so in your last year you did the open 
and you did online quarterfinals in 2021, right? Correct. And then we did have a live semifinal. Um, what was that was a sanctional though. Or right? a sanctional. Yeah. Oh, that was yeah. sanctional. Yeah. Where, that was did, sanctional. where did you do the sanctional? Granite Games. Uh, oh, that's right. Okay, that's mm-hmm. right. I remember I remember watching that. I didn't yeah. go to it, but I remember watching that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you had a great event. Yeah, no, it was good. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, and then onto the games, w- what are your th- thoughts on the new format where the programming has to be all the same or is all the same at all the semifinals? So this harkens back a little bit to the regionals that you were, mm-hmm. um, that you dominated <laughs> uh, through from 2013 to 2018, 19. Yeah, so I think I'm actually more a fan of the new format. So standardized programming kind of allows for more consistency across like all platforms. So in the past when they had sanctionals, uh, so they, I think there was just one workout that was um, programmed by CrossFit that had to be included, but everything else um, had, they had multiple different programmers so that you kind of leave that a bias or lack of consistency across all platforms so like maybe one particular competition may not have been or i mean this could be up to debate may not have been as well rounded as 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 another one so you know just remember a lot of these guys you don't know how much programming experience they have and then you know like if you're Um, one of those people who are you know on the on the bubble and then you're like you're kind of subject to whichever sanctional you go to you know you're hoping like oh hopefully this one favors me or this one's better than this one you know so this just by crossfit stepping in i think it just like i mean they have the experience adrian bosman to create a well-rounded experience so i think like yeah for me i'm a fan of this so i'm not you know in the past i was worried about like oh gosh let's think like in the past granite games they always had like these movements they like to do maybe more strong men stuff you know so now it's like you don't per se have to worry about that you know (laughs) go ahead they they also had like like you said the standardized events that crossfit would program it wasn't even like those were on the same day like the same time after Mm -hmm. like one of the clean and jerk ladders like it was a the clean and jerk complex right yeah that Mm -hmm. that was like first event on one competition but it was like the second event after a beat down so it's like it's not even comparable when you're trying to look at you know who's in the field oh that's right that's right yeah be right because they they, that's right they required the sanctionals to have it was like the cleanager complex and there was a specific event right right the legless rope and they put them at different places yeah that were convenient for their schedule which makes sense because they're programming for their own thing but as far as like a standardized thing and seeing where the field ends out at the end of the well the the going into the games is different the point that hammered it home i mean i i confess that i i mean i didn't really think about it from that perspective so you've got you know alessandra and many other athletes that have been doing this full time for several years now you're subject to the workouts of someone that you don't know how long they've been programming how long they've been programming at the highest level of competition because event organizers for the sanctionals were essentially people who had money, mm. not necessarily people who had experience, significant programming experience. And, and, and that's, that's not a criticism because, because CrossFit events needs, they need good backing, good financial backing mm-hmm. to make a great event. If you look at, you know, events in other countries where they've been, where they're private 
um, by private investors, some of those events are amazing. Mm -hmm. And so you need that for the fans, but for the athletes, you need, and you want, I mean, if the, yeah, if I'm Alessandra, I want to, I want to know that it's someone that knows how to do this, how to produce a well-rounded event that's going to create, um, or that's going to produce or yield the fittest athlete at the end of it. And have consistency without, like, without worry of injury or all like, the other, like the rope climbs, right? Like yeah. with what happened to Scott Pancheck, right? Like, yeah, that was one of those things where like, if it was standardized across the board, like that rope climb should have been that rope should have been cut right like the rest of, like it was the rest of the events right interesting yeah so the standardization at that point makes makes good sense i'm with sandy i really like the new format mm-hmm. i do too what about the um the um what do you what are your thoughts on because they did this is this came after you left too the worldwide ranking system and the ability to accumulate or the ability to achieve a certain ranking and then therefore uh, gives your right now they're using it to determine the allocation of invitations to the games. Yeah. I think it it's also another good change that I somewhat wish that they had earlier because you think about it, if you're an athlete who, okay, so let's, let's kind of look back to the past when they had um, you know, you were assigned to this sanctional or this region, it, could come to where there's this, a region that's more stacked than others. You have maybe from the top 10 athletes, you might have five in that same region. So if they only allocate five spots to qualify and you're unfortunately unlucky to be in one of the highly concentrated places, your <laughs> chances are you might, you might not make it because of that. Um, and then recently they brought in the last trans qualifier which was also, you know, a little bit of an improvement, but now, so with the field of strength, so by having that calculation, if you're in an area that has more competition, so after the open and after they develop that, that ranking system, your region can get additional spots. So if you are in that stacked region, now you have more potential, more spots. So it, it kind of right. make you know, like I remember yeah. thinking like, Oh gosh, like I got to really, push to make it because I know there's good girls in my region, but knowing like that there would be more spots allocated, maybe I'd feel a little bit more at, at right. ease. Well, less, and then, less, and pressure, then, less pressure. On the, on, the, on the other end of that spectrum, and this is the part that annoyed me, was that people would move to certain yeah. regions. Yes, region jumpers. Region, <laughs> region jumpers. Yeah, you, there was but, lots of them. Right, be, yeah. which I understand. Like I get that. But that's what it. That's not what everybody can pick up and go like that too, right? Mm-hmm. But that's what happened. Yeah. Is is you know water finds water finds a crack and it will enter it. That's what that's what athletes did. Yeah, that was the other thing. You like didn't know. Yeah, you don't exactly know which athletes would be in your region because like there's new ones coming in right for that. So um, that's kind of nice. And I think as with anything, like the field of strength is based off of. Um, I think they use the same formula as uh what was it based off of forgetting um, off the top of my head like that they use in um like weightlifting yeah or, uh, oh yeah oh, oh, oh yeah, like the know, like, ro- like the roby scale or the um what's the usaw uh the the, the weightlifting <sighs> scale the Oh, it'll come I know what yeah, you're talking about. Yeah, C- Carrie Olson right now is listening to this yeah. going, yeah. you idiots. Yeah, like, you know. How many times <laughs> have I told you? The Sinclair. The Sinclair, yes. 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 So it's 
based off of that. So, you know, it's always no formula is perfect. There's also, by the way, just so let me interrupt. <laughs> that was the 61 year old brain. <laughs> they, yeah, that pulled it out right so just want to let you guys know got it <laughs> but it's moments like that that make me feel good because then it's like okay so maybe i'm not getting still got it maybe i that I mean, the dementia is like a pushing it off a little bit further <laughs> sorry sandy yeah, it's okay. <laughs> so yeah so i think yeah there, there can always be improvement and nothing could ever be perfect yeah. but i think they this has definitely like been a huge improvement into bringing the best um, group of athletes or the best 40 or whatever to the CrossFit games. So instead of before when you, it was kind of region dependent and then like, you know, maybe a region that's much weaker, they're getting these athletes that maybe like may not have been as good as, as those, you know, if they took five, that sixth place person or seventh place person who like didn't make it, but they may have been stronger than that region yes. who like, they yeah they yes. just hadn't have any competition so now yeah. it kind of evens that out so you're you're getting you're truly getting like the best athletes at the, to the crossfit games yeah it worked that works especially well that's something you guys saw with teams yeah mm -hmm. because in teams and that was something that piam used to say back in the day it's no offense to all the teams that qualified for the crossfit games in the past but he said basically the top 10 teams are the only teams that matter yeah because it, and, and it was primarily as a result of that selection process that weighted them basically by country and population, not mm -hmm. necessarily by strength of the field. Um, but you could see that happening with athletes as well, too. And there was, and it, but I think for the for the CrossFit Games in the past, it was the top twenty. The top twenty were the ones that were you knew without a ranking system. Top twenty were going to were top twenty. They were for mm -hmm. sure. The other ten or twenty were could have been any it, well it was kind of a i don't know i feel like there was a couple people that like from over states out of the states you know there would be a few that would show right. up that would show up to compete but still there was a lot just because like the depth wasn't there that's right um which affects scoring yeah in in what's going yeah. up because um you, you might have a stellar event and then it f's everything up but they bomb the rest of the competition right right um I want to stay on the subject and it, I think it might have slipped my mind um, re regarding this format. Well, I won't. it's more dynamic now, though, right? Because it, it's constantly adjusts because they're looking at a two year window right. on overall competitions. Yes. Right. And it gets reset, though. Like, are it, they it using adjusts. But are they also using like off season events as part of the like not water paloozas and things like that? Are I they don't. using that stuff into? Just, uh, just purely the so. games. I'm trying to uh, like pull it up here. I feel like I was just looking at it recently, and then I know I, I, it's it's right now. I believe it's semifinals. Just, okay. Open quarterfinals, semifinals games, and I don't think they're using the licensed events yet. Okay. Okay, that's what it was. Right. The uh, related, somewhat related to that. As you watch this unfold in this new format and you see some of your former competitors still competing and then maybe moving into age group or moving on to teams, how much FOMO do you have? Definitely a lot. I think it's like once you're an athlete, always an athlete. So yeah. I think I see them and I 
I'm just like, oh my gosh, like they're still going at it. But then I, I try to remember like, okay, when I was still competing and some of the athletes who were like maybe five, 10 years older than me and they were retired. And then I remember seeing, you know, kind of seeing the perspective of like them retiring. I'm like, oh, I wonder what that's like, going to be like when like you have other things in life you want to do. And right. so I think it's just kind of hard accepting that like you've kind of switched paths, but I think it's just like in time it's, it's feeling better and better, but I, I, yeah, it just, cause like, yeah, I've, I know those girls and I've competed with them. So like seeing, seeing them still at it, like I, definitely the FOMO's there. <laughs> Are you getting more done at home? And yeah, in your, think, and in your life. Oh yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I think at first I was like, I don't know what to do with myself. Like I yeah. like hobbies. I don't know how to do hobbies. My <laughs> well, sister's just making plants, fun of me. Right? Yeah. Like, you got plants. I Speaking of, I have a couple collection. plants. Still. <laughs> <laughs> That's my next exception. I think like, yeah, maybe my personality is just obsessive. So whatever I do, I put like all my effort into it. So right now it's plants and Akeem's not a big fan of that. <laughs> what? <laughs> Really? Like, you're not allowed to buy another plant. <laughs> like, do what I want. <laughs> you just gotta go and propagate them, right? Just like yeah. take little clippings and then start yeah. propagating it yourself. But he likes them now. They look, I think they look good. <laughs> well, of course they do. Yeah. Well, bring we'll, life into the home. Yeah. Right? And and what about also related to that? And this this is something you and I have talked about, or I I try to give you words of encouragement because, um, that just make I I I knew that. M- that making the transition or I suspected that making the transition from athlete to say casual fitness in the gym, being able to come and do a workout and feel like, you know, you're getting your fitness. in. I, I read a, a book or was it, I think it was an article about, um, I think I want to say Dave Scott, who was a, at the time, this is back in, I don't know, early 2000 to early 2000s. He was a retired triathlete, world champion triathlete. He won Ironman six or seven times. And he talked about retiring and what it was like. And he said he couldn't go out for like a 45-minute run. Because I, he goes, I was having trouble going out for 45 minutes runs because I was thinking in my head, well, this isn't doing Why? anything. Why? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. This is like 45 minutes. Because normally he would, if he went for a run, it was two hours to three hours. And then it was included with bike. Mm-hmm. It was included everything else. So if he just did a 45-minute run, this isn't going to do anything for me. And that made it hard. But that made me think that for you, just coming in and maybe doing class – yeah, I think it was going to be hard. How's your fitness? Actually, I feel like my fitness is still like hanging in there. I t- right. My volume is significantly lower. Like right now, I've, you know, I'll do one workout a day, maybe lift like once or twice a week. Um, I definitely get more, a lot of endurance in so because I, I run with my dog. Um, but other than that, like I feel like considering like I'm still doing are you are you still kicking everybody's ass are, <laughs> are, are you so when you come in and you do like class or you know you, you send uh, uh, alessandra does our coaches class every wednesday um and then you jump into rx plus on saturdays periodically are, are you enjoying those workouts or do you feel like you have to go you know 150 percent and or it's not any good for yeah, you? yeah no i think i actually still enjoy it like i still like winning <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I win, say, I'm like, like still got it. Okay, <laughs> we're good. I don't have to work out for three days. No, <laughs> that's, the that's the benefit of the lack of volume, right? Is yeah, yeah I just mean... keep hitting it hard and crushing yeah. everybody. But I've definitely been like selected. I mean, some days I'm just like, oh, I don't feel up to it, and you know, I don't jump in. But I'm trying to just like at least do the comp class because at least it's like the once a week going hard and then maybe the rest I've, I've definitely been just kind of going as I feel and, and that sort of thing. So, yeah. 
do you um it would you entertain the opportunity if you received an invitation to be on a team or if you um felt pressure from your friends um at the crossfit games to participate in the age group would you do you see yourself doing that in the future i think in the future i'd consider doing the age group and possibly team um but i think i need like at least two years or maybe three years just to kind of do other things in life because i've been just an athlete my whole life. I mean, before CrossFit, I was a, a division one rower. So it's like, and before that I did like elite high level dance. So it's like, uh, I feel like I never had a chance to just like kind of just go with the flow and have hobbies. Right. <laughs> so I'm yeah. trying to, yeah, find yeah. what that is. I still have, I mean, yeah. I, I did some skiing, which, uh, um, that and then but like this last year you did some skiing yeah i mean akeem he's like a big skier so we've done a lot of trips with him so when was the last time you've been skiing because i'm sure that's probably one of those things like leading up to the crossfit games and the open oh yeah skiing is like a risk oh yeah when i was competing i didn't during those 10 years i didn't ski once so (laughs) and then and then the the other thing she didn't do that we knew she wanted really really bad a because it was a dog. That's right. Oh my god! It's <laughs> didn't let and, me. <laughs> and she's and she's got a dog. Yeah, I actually during COVID, the COVID period, um, I had I took a foster class, and then I multiple times like for years I bugged Akeem that I was like, "Can we foster? Can we foster?" And then like I just randomly asked him, and he's like, "Yeah, okay." And I'm like, "Really?" <laughs> like I was just like, "Is something wrong with you?" And then that that's how we got Yachty. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, foster fail. Yeah, she's she's fostering Yadi, and Yadi is a German Shepherd, sweetest German yeah. Shepherd ever. Super cute, yes. <laughs> and he has a uh, he was hit by a car, right? Yeah, yeah. So before he was a stray, and he um, I don't yeah, it's hit by a car, and he must have been on three legs for quite some time because he had severe his leg was atrophied. Like it was like. It was probably a long time because he had no muscle mass left right. on that leg. So we had basically we rehabbed him slowly. Like if I showed you the pictures, he was like severely immense or like just had no weight on him. You could see his ribs and like so like we what was he fed him <laughs> yeah. and then like rehabbed him and then I think it's been kind of rewarding to see like that now he's like he's an athlete now. Like he like He's got like muscle on his leg and everyone is just like sees him and they're they're like, Wow, he's a really good looking dog. I'm like, I know. He's like everyone yeah. thinks he's so handsome. Yeah, he is a <laughs> yeah, handsome. He is boy. handsome. <laughs> yeah. uh, but he's yeah, and he is uh super athletic now. Isn't that cool to yeah. watch that progress? Oh yeah, um, like how fast he can run. I'm just right. like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Do you let him run like off leash when you go hiking? I do sometimes, but his prey drive is so high and we have a lot of coyotes in our area yeah. and he's for sure gone after them and like he has this like just switch and he just like will not stop until he gets to the coyote and like i'm like running through the mar the swamp and like try <laughs> and like he always he comes back eventually but it's like so stressful, stressful. so it's we've been so working st- on that like so yeah for an area there's not coyotes then yes but like i'm uh near uh like lost valley rinda wilder and i can tell you i see like two three coyotes every day like and they're like in my backyard so <laughs> literally yeah <laughs> wow well one of the things that came up what was really cool and you know there's you know we have a lot of new members here at diablo and a lot of them 
are just learning about the CrossFit games. They did yeah. their first, we had a lot of first time open. I'd probably say out of 185 people that we had in the open this year, probably a hundred of those people was their first open, maybe 90 people. Yeah, I could see that. Open. I could see that. So they're, they're learning about the whole process and we try to keep them educated and informed. And, and I publish as much as I can surrounding the, the competition just to, yeah. because if I make, if in my, my philosophy is, as a, as an affiliate owner, with respect to the games is a lot, a lot of affiliate owners see it as a distraction. I see it as an opportunity to, to engage the member in the sport. And if I can make them fans of the sport, it's one more hook to keep them interested in CrossFit. Like it's one more thing. And, and, you know, that makes them, you know, more likely to be here for class, it makes them more likely to do the open. It makes them, which makes them more likely to, again, want to get better. And, uh, but, what people don't understand is that when they see, they come and they see the jerseys, but say Alessandra's Jersey. Now that I, now that we put those jerseys, hung the jerseys all around the gym. Like I think her Jersey, there's a, got, like, there's an Alice, on every wall. There's a, one Alessandra Jersey <laughs> on every single wall. Well, and there should be, there actually should be yeah. nine of them, nine yeah. of her jerseys, which I think she is on every single freaking wall. Yeah. Uh, which is awesome. And we're, we're blessed. Um, but nine times games appearances, one time on a team, which had you on the podium mm -hmm. that year, which was an awesome year. And then, and almost on the podium the very next year. Should have been. Technically should have yeah. been. Should have been. Like tied for third. But then <laughs> the, that, was, that was the year that they figured out, oh, we have to have a tiebreaker and a traverse. Right. Weird. <laughs> yeah. And so let's, let, well, since you brought it up, because everyone's going, what is it? What the hell yeah. is Jamie they talking about? Well, can you, Jamie, since you know more about it than I do, can you, so San, Alessandra tied in total points. Total points for third place, her first individual yeah. games appearance. And that was Valley of Oberl, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you guys were going basically tied for points, tied in that event, but you weren't necessarily tied because in a traverse, it was what, like a 50 foot, 25 foot length? Yeah, it must have been 25. Yeah, I think it was 25 feet, but it was 25 feet one way, 25 feet back. Back. But when the time ended, sh you were ahead. That's right. Yeah. Because there now we have tiebreakers like every five or ten feet. Like there's a marker that you get a rep for every yes. mark hash point you pass. Then they didn't have it. So right. because you were ahead and they actually didn't have that, it went to a tiebreaker, not just the first tiebreaker, second tiebreaker, or third tiebreaker. Because I think you guys had a yeah, few I think it was ties. Quite a few it was like there. down to like the third tiebreaker, and it was just. Yeah. It really didn't even have to go that far because if we had the hash mark, then yeah. So I think in the end, it's like the on the scoreboard, whoever has like first, they go like who has the most first place finishes. Mm -hmm. Okay, yes. now who has the most second place? Finishes? Which you guys both had. Yeah, so it was like oh, we both okay now to the next. To the yeah, next. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And they go how who has mm -hmm. the most third place finishes? But we right? would never have gone to that had we had a hash mark. Hash right. mark. Yeah. And that. And then and then the next year is when we started and, seeing and that in in, the, the in that workout, season. which was it had a number of things in it, and then it culminated. I think it finished with mm -hmm. the traverse. Yeah. The handstand walk traverse. Yeah. Alessandra got more than halfway. Mm -hmm. I think you got almost three quarters of the way, and then they called time. I don't think Val Vobrul had started. I think she was just on it. And that's yeah, just that's starting. how they that's how they that's how they tied. Was that's right. Because she was on the field of the traverse, but Sandra was almost done with it. Yes. But and because there was no actual marker as far as how far she was, right. It was the issue. Right. So as a result, she they gave Alessandra because of the tie break 
methodology that they used. Yeah. The tiebreak ended up in fourth place. <laughs> yes. The tiebreak that they didn't have, she ended up in fourth place. I so just missed the podium. Um, and, but this all the way comes back to my original point, Brian friend, mm -hmm. um, of, uh, well, who works for CrossFit during the, for the semifinals and games, does a lot of their statistician work. And then he also works now for uh, barbell, barbell spin. Barbell spin. Uh, he put together a compilation of all time, uh, rankings. So of, of all CrossFit games, athletes in history, and and he did the top women, the top female CrossFit athletes of all time, top 30 women and top 30 men all time. So we're in the beginning of CrossFit. And what was cool is Alessandra, and a lot of member members don't know this, is and, and I like Brian Friend and his his stats. This guy knows and understands the 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 sport and what it would take. But Alessandra Pacelli is ranked. Uh, by Brian Friend as the 18th fittest woman in of the all, world of all time. Of all time, no big deal. <laughs> yeah, no big deal. Yeah, you haven't seen oh, this. I thought uh -huh. I said this to you as soon oh, as I saw you it. Did. Yeah, yeah. It's um, yeah, Alessandra's not pretty big. cool. Uh, he said, cool. by the way, if you DM Alessandra Pacelli on Instagram, don't if you don't get a response, <laughs> it's, it's probably going to a kid. She's just not that person, and she she never really has been, which is one of the charming things and like very likable things about her. Um, but anyway, she ranked 18th she, with eight appearances as an individual. Um, and she had three top tens and then her average finish was 16th overall. And interestingly enough, there she is right next to, and she, here's where she got Valerie Vobrel back. Here's where we paid her back. Yeah. <laughs> right here. Look at that. <laughs> 19th overall. So and this, this doesn't even take into consideration the fact that there was, we had the podium finish the year before, like the 2020. Yeah. This was just yeah. purely on individual That's performances. Right, purely, yeah. So it doesn't reflect that. No, it doesn't. Mm -hmm. um, which is that's an amazing accomplishment. Yeah. And I, you know, for members to to understand the amount, like the amount of hours it goes into. I, you know, look up Yvonne right now, my wife, and training to as a masters for the uh, for the CrossFit Games. She made it last year. Um, she's now trying for her sixth appearance um, in a CrossFit Games. But it's the amount of work that she does as a masters athlete, which is not near as much as you guys do, is is to me just overwhelming. And the amount of stuff that, you know, you started, you'd come in here early in the morning. I remember being here early in the morning, watching you come in with your four bags, like the bag, <laughs> with the bag lady, just can't like literally just kind of like Sandy, the homeless person in the corner of the open gym with all of her stuff, her little pitch in the tent, you know, yeah, yeah, cooking yeah. food. <laughs> no, she didn't do that. Yeah. But she did. No, we had a microwave in the front. She though. did bring her food and she'd be here all day and just, and going through her notebook. And mm -hmm. not even just here, but also like at the track, at the pool, yeah. like putting in the hours. And and most of most of that, um, she was the only in many of those years she was the only individual athlete that we had at the games mm -hmm. and training all alone. And you know, fortunately, some years there were team the team training, and so she got to at least have a kind of a someone in the room that you know she could look at that were doing similar things <laughs> i remember when we were training for the team for the games and she was training for the individual there was times where we would like team up against her right yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean we would right. scale and adjust but still it's you know it's it's good times 
So that's a that's a that's an amazing accomplishment. That was that's just kind of like you know giving you, you the, the and letting our community know just how incredible it is. But 18th overall, when you consider how many athletes have yes. gone to the CrossFit Games, you know over that's the what, yeah since years, since since, two, years since basically since 2007. Yeah. yeah, it's really remarkable, Sandy. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> um, that the year that she almost podium uh, was, and that this is one thing that i think is really cool the the year that she took fourth place um crossfit recently published um on their instagram a youtube short and put I think it was on yeah it was on instagram as well um of the pacelli kip they called it the pacelli kip. yeah and what what was sandra uh, what was that workout what was the rep scheme for that workout i believe it was like the 27 21 59 or something like yeah. that thrusters right. and rope climb it's like four, and then the three rope, two yeah, one, right? yeah legless four three two one. oh okay so the, the legless rope climbs were four three two one yep yeah okay and it like but it was legless yeah and it wouldn't be on the same rig it'd be like they actually had that many ropes it'd be like you do one here you move forward you do right. one here yeah. you move forward. which was but, really cool from yeah. a viewer's perspective because i remember what i was in the stands um, at the end, at the finish line, which we had a huge Diablo crowd. Oh there, yeah, that yeah, was, was so awesome. And and Carson we, was so we much fun see for it. that. Carson, mm-hmm. someone someone wrote that in a po- in a in a comment to a post that Carson was the greatest of all time. And I used, yeah. I remember after I left Carson, I'm like, oh, I never want to go back to a place that was hot and stuffy. And now I look back, go, oh, I miss it Carson. Was so cool. It was the tennis stadium was pretty badass. Yeah, hot as. Yeah, especially when you're in there as the sun is going down, it's like right. getting roasted. But that particular event was just, a, it's an epic event in CrossFit Games history yeah. and, and obviously in your history. Um, the, l- the last bit of it was put up recently. So what I, w- I wanted to show that if we could. And I know you've, Sandra probably gets tired of seeing this, but <laughs> we, we absolutely love it. Yeah, go ahead. Phillips on the right. Oh. Phillips Sound is done. On. She has a chance to go after this is the, the part. Here. Oh, here it is. She has less than a minute to do it. Now, Alessandra Puccelli. Oh, God, Chuck. <laughs> Akeem right now. Yeah. <laughs> no, Chuck. <laughs> so she's here. But she came off from behind, too. Yeah. And she and got on there the first. last climb. Alessandra Puccelli, first to the rope, using that kip, propelling herself up towards the top. She makes the touch. Alessandra yeah. Pacelli has won event six. And the crowd's going nuts. The Diablo fans are absolutely, yeah, was, I mean, wild. there were tears. It was just, like that whole group right in front of that, in that screen right there was all Diablo people. Yeah, wild. Yeah, I think it was cool. It was like my, both my parents were there. My cousin was there. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, all you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so all of those folks right there. But so, so something to just kind of throw out there too for like, that some of the newer athletes like standards now are different than they used to be yeah you <laughs> could jump down from the top i you literally like just... couldn't touch your feet to the rope remember that yeah, you like couldn't. if you touched your oh. foot to the rope it was a no rep. Dude, remember yeah. that workout for the teams yeah well, i remember guys, you... very close yeah yeah it was um it was sketch it was rough. oh god some of the teams we, we were we would watch in the stands 
because you had to touch the bar and you couldn't put your feet couldn't back touch on. your that feet was, mm-hmm. after that couldn't year i think that's where they all. changed the yeah. rules yeah because people would make the touch and then sigh up they were just yeah. they would drop like flies and yeah. that was those were the times when we'd be like how can they do this how yeah. can the crossfit game castro doesn't know what he's doing you know <laughs> um yep. the nowadays though athletes don't use that kip do they yeah because so the cool thing about this is more to see like um the progress so when crossfit implements a new element the year of everyone's struggling to do it once they've had time to train and practice it so by the following year people were able and ladies were able to do it much more efficiently so like if you'd watched the video earlier, you'd see like girls just failing, falling from the top of the ropes. Like this was something that wasn't trained. We didn't train legless rope climb. So just by, you know, give it one year, they were able to practice that, develop that upper body strength, just, you know, see it's possible. Then, so that was the coolest part seeing like, you know, how, how easily they could do it the next year. So, and then they brought it back the next year in the regional yeah so right. that's right that's yeah. and that's that's what i'm always saying like you know like with the wall facing handstand push-ups it's only a matter of time before you see it down into an open format yeah right. or the double unders or crossovers handstand walking right. like yeah so like at example. the time for myself i i was able to do a bicycle kip because i i don't think i ever trained that or i maybe i didn't even have the strength to do that so i had to resort to a long arm kip because i could use more of the power of my hips than having that strict strength or just being you're, in that 90 degree you're position. just working smarter not harder yeah so <laughs> so by doing that it helped me to get to the top of the rope uh, being less fatigued so but now people train that position to train the bicycle so obviously that's more faster that, that's faster if you're able to but it's like a different do. tool for a different job yeah right? exactly. so it's like when you're doing the bicycle kip you you you're you're alternating so there's a lot more timing and coordination that's involved mm-hmm. but when you do fatigue out having the kip in your back pocket is huge huge factor because when you get to the top and you have to touch the thing a little kip is just an easy way and that's kind of what i would do now is i'd start with the bicycle and then for that last kip i'd straighten the arm for a nice big Mm. uh relaxed arm (laughs) perfect it is and and that's a point that all this is huge because in term there's a ton of criticism in the community surrounding crossfit's change adding new movements when they add new movements oh, and then I they value why well, no and add in but there but there's a ton of criticism and, the, yeah. and they're and they're usually from and i feel like it's from newer crossfitters mm-hmm. that set an expectation for crossfit you know to match say uh ufc or match uh professional basketball or, or another professional sport that's been established for you know for decades and CrossFit seems to adapt, as you said, very quickly. The athletes adapt, but not only that, CrossFit games themselves adapted, right? So they allowed the, they they saw what happened, right? They probably, I'm, you know, for a fact that Castro tested that workout with multiple athletes. He doesn't, he never put workouts in the games that weren't tested. Mm-hmm. So he had athletes come in. He knew what was going to happen, and but the very next year, they since they saw so many. Is they saw issues with it with people sliding to run the rope. All they did was, okay, once you touch the top, you can foot clamp for the way down. Yeah, but it was also a really tight touch. Like if you if there was any sign that your legs were grabbing the rope before. Oh yeah, you remember that? It, 
It was yeah. Oh yeah, they were they were harsh. Yeah, but they but they adjusted right, so yeah. they changed oh, yeah. the rules to make it safer for the athletes, and the athletes adapted to get up that rope faster. Now legless rope climbs, you know, it's no big deal. Well, it's like look at the the um the crossover double under last year at the games. Yeah, you know, it's like we saw a crossover show up in the quarterfinals and. Everybody figured it out pretty quickly. Exactly. Figured, not only figured it got quick now, it's since that time. Like I, I came in Sunday and people are fran, 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 yeah. fran, fran, fran. now it's just now it's becoming routine. Who was yep. doing oh uh, Steph Ma was doing a workout with mm, crossovers. Yeah, yeah. And I commented on her like it was it was just like a regular it's like no now, it, now it's so easy. It's like doing she, she needs to, she needs to do yeah, she needs to switch to double unders because yeah. it's just so easy for her. Yeah. Which is cool. That's how fast these athletes can adjust and adapt to this stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's the whole magic behind CrossFit is like, you know, we're always um, getting better and better each, uh, each year we're raising that level. So right. it's like, they want to implement a movement that at first, because we've never trained it or done it, we look ridiculous. But then, you know, once we have time to train it, just like, it's, it's pretty impressive, like how much better you can get at it. You can, anything you train it, you train with, you can be better at. Yeah. All right. Let me give you an on the spot, on the, on the, putting you on the spot question, a kind of a hot seat question. All right. And then I, I do have like one correction from our talk earlier. Oh, okay. Wait, well, let's do that wait, first. I'll do that yeah, before you. Do okay, that okay, first. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So we're talking about the field of strength and it's yes. the DeHaunt method. So the it's like a method. government, oh. how they use in government seating. So the remaining 17 spots to the CrossFit games, um, they use that field of strength to allocate which areas get more people. So the DeHaunt method, I was just like, that was bugging me. I was like, I feel like it, <laughs> Thank you for then once you said some kind, I was like, I feel like it's not right. So it's I don't not, know why so I'm it's like. it's not Roby or Sinclair, no. which is like average. Which is weightlifting. Well, that that gives um, lifters of different um, gender and to compete against yeah. each other. Because yeah, and weight classes. And weight classes, yeah. right? Because yeah. it's just a factor of your your weight not of yeah. your yeah. strength yeah so this is uh i guess uh government used it for a method of allocating seats in parliament oh interesting yeah okay. so that's cool All that, right. yeah i had to correct that i i should know that yeah. but I, I don't know why this like the <laughs> name right. just like slipped my mind the good the good news <laughs> you're on the spot the yeah, good, well, like, two things good news about our podcast is it's a small podcast okay. it's yeah. a small community and we're 45 minutes in so we've lost most of our viewers <laughs> <laughs> well i actually had like up to like 15 people but there's no comments it's normally because our normal users or watchers right, are, they're all they're all listening to sandra they well like there's her. that but they also come on earlier oh, oh that's earlier. right we switched it to 11 a.m well sandra Alessandra had a coach, which is the next subject yes. I'm going to bring up, but I want to put her on the spot first. So uh -oh. I'm going to see okay. a little bit. I'm ready. <laughs> so um, there's been a ton of uh, attention around uh, standards um, and standards of movement and in one individual in particular. And uh, Andrew Hiller has really kind of put himself in the spotlight because of the videos he produces that um, demonstrate or where he pulls examples of athletes' videos and then puts them on full broadcast to say, come on, like, put them on blast. Put them, puts them on, basically puts them on blast. And then calls out CrossFit as well for not recognizing those scoring issues in their video reviews. Um, are you an Andrew Hiller fan or not an Andrew Hiller fan? I mean, I'm a fan of 
good standards, clean standards. Oh, so I don't, she's I don't, so politically correct. <laughs> I'm not a fan well, of uh, well, so, so, people. But, well, so, so well said. But I'm sure from his perspective, like by doing this, it's bringing light or like yeah. more attention to the importance of standards, which I totally get. It. So I can tell you at the CrossFit Games, they have the highest level of standards. I mean, you have lots of cameras on you. Like you better make sure your standards are standards are good but i could see you know at a semi-final or, or lower down or, or just at a local gym that st standards by whoever's judging you may not always be the right standard i mean it, being a judge itself it's it's a hard job to see every detail or every movement so um i get it but if it's kind of a consistent thing if someone has told you multiple multiple times or not just one person multiple people that like your squat depth isn't low like you should probably like get a camera on yourself like yeah. before you submit video to have a look you know put in slow-mo am i actually getting below parallel or just you know like if you plan to compete or you plan to uh you want to make it to the crossfit games or higher you better make sure that your standards are on point like there's absolutely no question about anything if you train this you're gonna your movement patterns aren't gonna reflect that you're not gonna like not be aware of of it you know that you're your uh, depth isn't good or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, Alessandra, for those who don't know, but with the other p thing that she carried in and with all of her stuff that she'd bring in every day to train was a GoPro. Mm -hmm. She would film herself in, in almost all of her workouts, which she would watch and Akeem would watch. Mm -hmm. But they were, they were passionate about range of motion, proper movement and, 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 held herself accountable uh, as much or more than any other athlete within the CrossFit Games. And it carried, and that helped, um, and that, you know, I'm biased, yes, because she's training here at Diablo CrossFit, but it that helped set a, basically a standard within Diablo CrossFit as well to for other athletes within, within mm -hmm. Diablo. I mean, when you're filming, like you said, if you plan to move on to any of these greater levels of competition, you know, filming yourself isn't not, isn't necessarily just to kind of see how your standards. I mean, that's a major critical part, but also like, how are you moving? What's your rest periods look like? Like there's a lot of stuff that you get out of your, out of watching yourself do something, especially afterwards when you can like review it objectively and not right. be in that moment, especially if you have somebody like it's a coach, you know, Akeem, for example, it's also reviewing it afterwards, making tweaks and adjustments. If you're not filming that, with the goal of moving forward, you're kind of doing yourself a disservice. That's right. hundred percent. And if you, yeah, if you plan to move forward, you should be open to hearing that criticism from your coach, like, and your coach themselves, you know, they, if they weren't, you know, I don't want to say like harsh on them, but they should like make you aware of like, even, you know, if it's, ever so slight like they yeah. you should be aware of like no that that wasn't good range of motion that was a no rep like you don't want to be like oh no it's okay whatever because yeah. it's like once you train that movement pattern then when you're in competition it's just like gonna kind of throw you off guard when your judge is no repping you no repping you and you have no idea how to correct it Leave you know no doubt yeah, yeah. <laughs> um the Oh, lost my train of thought again. I get, I, I'm listening to you at the same time. I have like a dozen <laughs> questions I want to ask you about all of this stuff. Um, one of the things that we do here at Diablo when we have competition athletes, RX Plus athletes, that we mention 
um, the the be- the best way to draw attention to their range of motion, and it's the put them on blast, call them out, no, for everybody no. <laughs> is I the what I'll tell them is, um, hey, good workout. Next time, I'd like you to videotape yourself. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and because that's it's it's the best tool, and and the, they'll ask, they'll always it's ask the nicest they'll ask, way to yes, tell them, and they'll you ask need to see what you're doing, right? And they'll, they'll ask why, and I'll say, well, because you need to get. Yeah. A viewers outsider outsider's perspective of those wall balls yeah just so that you can understand why people might say that you're not going deep enough in your wall balls you mm-hmm. should see it you should put it on film if you're comfortable with it fine and that usually cures yeah of you know 90 i think of a coach recently that actually put himself on instagram and said he went home watched his video and he got you know he had a marcus workout scale that's awesome yeah that to me is is huge and and there have been athletes that Andrew Hiller has called out and in the comments, like he's put it on blast. And in the comments, they write, thank you. Um, I'm going to pay attention to that now. I mean, just the, which I think is the best way to approach it. If in fact, for sure. And yeah. I think in most cases, people aren't deliberately doing no, it. I mean, absolutely. it's more, they just like, aren't aware that, that, you know, they may just be squatting just to parallel and they're, you know, or yeah, they just have no idea until someone's like, you know what? Like, from the judge's perspective, like that, you know, I can't tell if that's a good rep or not a good rep. Yeah. So, and also in terms of videoing too, that could become difficult because angle is actually really important. So like, oh, yeah. if you want to check your squat depth, don't put it directly behind you lower than three feet. Like you, <laughs> you know, usually you'd want to put it, you know, at a 45 degree angle facing you in front of you. And you want it to be at least over three feet because like, if it's too low or too high, you can definitely like influence, yeah. influence. So, um, yeah, something to keep in mind. And that's, uh, you know, when you have to submit your videos for uh, quarterfinals, they give you direct gui- guidelines on where to place your camera to kind of help you out or eliminate this chance of, you know, you know, it, maybe you did have a good rep, but the angle you you gave makes it look. I mean, like they even took rep. it even further right. from just the angle, but like, don't wear certain clothes, yeah, or yeah. you know, make sure the lighting is working yeah. good, like. So that just shows the importance too of like if you're competing, reading detail everything from how the camera's set up to like. And at the same <laughs> time, like even during the year when you don't have to film it, still film it because you get a lot of information out of that for sure During, practice the way you play right? Alice, yeah. alessandra is coaching um several of our um rx plus athletes here our competition She's athletes here the class yeah and she runs the the competition class that we have every saturday but during the quarterfinals she was busy during the open but during the quarterfinals especially she was frantic during the quarterfinals because Alessandro was one of the few people who <laughs> would read the standards, the, yes. read the <laughs> all ten or twelve pages of the workouts and understand the rules, the um, the the video, the weights on the bars, what you could put on the bars, what you couldn't, and <laughs> and and that was that was awesome. And it and it, but but I would take her advice and I would encourage and that's something next year we're gonna and I've already told it to the masters athletes. Yes. You're gonna do the quarter for masters athletes were the worst. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm not good. You know, I what? not even just my, masters. Yeah, yeah. Let's just not even throw well, the masters my, in the bus. My, Let's my, just say age group. Right. I'm not gonna <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's, yeah, good for you. Uh, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna qualify, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. But I'm in, but I am gonna do it and I'm gonna put my score in and submit it online. Well, then it matters. As soon, it as, matters. You, yeah. as soon as you decide that you're going to submit it, it matters. As soon as you register, 
it matters. Good, good point. Because you, I mean, you you can go you can go and still do the workouts. Doesn't mean you have to submit anything. But as soon right. as you register and you pay that initial fee, it's like you've committed to it. You might as well follow the rules and do it as it was so, prescribed. And I blame myself um, as part of the, for for part of this issue because I I didn't put that yeah. in place. I, I didn't I didn't um, say it loud enough, or I probably didn't I, say it at I all. I feel like it wasn't like last year. I don't think it was as like stringent on the fact that you had to have a video right. In there, right? right. Like I in at the same time, they've clearly been reviewing every video. Yes. And that's something that I don't think they did and before. So next year we're going to spend time with all of the athletes starting in the open. If yep. you, if you are planning on trying to qualify for the top 10%, which is a lot of athletes mm-hmm. like to do, I want them to know and understand those rules. And if you're going to do the quarterfinals, you are coming with your camera, with your own tripod. Yep with all of your gear and you're going to have read the rules of the workout, the standards and know and understand where the tape lines go, all of that stuff. I think, and, and once we start doing that, it'll be that yeah. not that hard. Yeah. I think it just makes it easier on coaches too, because like I'm doing my best trying to help out, but then, you know, the workout starts and they're doing something and I'm just like, Oh, like I thought, you know, you, <laughs> why are you doing you know, that? Like, why are you doing that? So it's like, I feel awkward telling them mid like, no, you can't turn you around. Can't do that. Face the to, wall. Yeah. Like, you know, then I, you know, it just like is, yeah. yeah no, I, <laughs> I just I, don't. Yeah. In the end, it always reflects back on Diablo and we pride ourselves on yeah good standards. So it's standards. like, yeah, right. it's just like, yeah. If you want to compete, just, be responsible and just like read in detail that's not just the coach's responsibility it's your responsibility as well yeah you're coaching now um six to eight hours a week about yeah i do like what was it monday wednesday thursday saturday yeah so are you enjoying the coaching process yeah i think a lot more than i expected because i at first i i feel like my personality i'm not super outgoing i'm a little bit more um yeah reserved. <laughs> reserved yeah that's the word i was right. like i'm not shy but i'm like more reserved i so the thought of like having to yell out to 20 people we always joke that i was like i need a zumba microphone but craig won't let me because <laughs> he said like this is never allowed <laughs> so everyone's you never like, tried what pulling if- out the mic yeah uh, everyone's like you yeah, yeah you should get the mic and then i was like no craig won't let me I said this isn't zumba <laughs> i think i have said that. Now, yeah. now i feel bad i pulled out the mic just because it's like a full full class and nobody will have heard it I'm like yeah. all right guys let's go yeah so I've, I've definitely gotten much better and much more comfortable at like talking out to a big class but so i've i've grown on that a bit and i think coaching now too or helping other people has helped me transition from competing myself so now it's not as much focus on myself so i get something out of kind of have a different another purpose right another purpose exactly so i see harold's on the listening to the podcast by the way harold would absolutely love a dj mic oh yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) we might have to do it get a mixer board (laughs) over there for him too yeah yeah um and so six to eight hours a week, and then you're, and then you coach the RX Plus folks. Mm-hmm. Do you have any um, preference for um, which classes that you favor? <laughs> no, I think I I kind of like changing it up a bit. It's like everyone always thinks like, oh, you're an elite athlete. You probably only want to coach good people. I'm like, no, it's actually like just as rewarding to help like someone of yeah. any level, you know, especially like, like startups. Cause like when, when yeah. you, I mean, when you have a new member that joins Diablo, they have to go through a startup and 
a lot of times it's like She's so somebody's brand too. new. Yeah. And I think I like admire more someone who like their character. If you you could have zero background at all, but if you're like, you know, just like super positive and you're like really willing to just work hard or, you know, just show up every day. Like that's more, I admire that more than like anything else, you know, like there's ladies in the fit class, like they're like, they're amazing. Like they always right. show up right. smiling yeah. and they're like the happiest people and they work hard. So I'm like, I think that's like, I give that more credit than like, you know, or people who have, they have everyday jobs, they have kids, they got, you know, yeah. all this other shit going on and they still show up. They come at five. 5 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> 5 a.m. and go and I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> I don't have I just have a dog and I can get up at 5 a.m. <laughs> yeah, they, they do that so you they know. can get home before their kids wake up because yep. they know they're yeah. blowing up. Yeah. So that I really just, is amazing. Yeah. So I think just badass comes in many different forms and it's not just being like an elite competitor. It's 100%. really not. Yeah. So I love that. So, yeah. I'm gonna I'm, I may use that quote. Yeah. Badass, badass comes in many forms. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's cool the it um one of the things i know this annoys alessandra when when it happens she occasionally coaches our startups so she gets new people to come in and because their schedule matches with hers and she's really good with them and when i see it whenever i walk in the room and i see it i you know these these are people that are completely new to crossfit and they're learning crossfit they're doing six introductory sessions so they have no concept of any of it. Like another, I mean, they 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 know and they've seen a little bit online. They're almost overwhelmed by the information. Well, right, by the right? information. And I see him, and I see him with Alessandra. I'm like, do you know who you're with? <laughs> do, you, do you know who is coaching you on CrossFit? This is the 18th fittest person of all time coaching you on CrossFit, yeah. which of course then scares the crap out of them. And yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't want to come back. Now you're putting them on a spot. <laughs> right? Definitely and, hypes me up. I know, <laughs> I know. And she gets so embarrassed when I do it. But it's like, I feel like they need to know. Yeah. They need to know. <laughs> they should know. <laughs> Point at the jerseys. Oh, yeah. On this wall, on yeah. this wall, on this wall. <laughs> oh, I do. <laughs> um well cool well this uh well look you're you're doing us a huge favor by being on our podcast and we're oh, we're, we're very grateful you've always been supportive of every crazy thing that we do we uh, we eventually want to do an episode on grid oh yeah <laughs> seems like uh, it's so uh, long ago sandy it seems was, like so long ago. it was, it was <laughs> yeah, almost 10 years ago uh, uh sandy is a, so when we started it yeah 2014 you're right Sandy was an amazing grid athlete, an amazing. She was so perfect for a grid. Um, and she did that at the, almost at the risk of, well, definitely at the risk of yeah. her CrossFit Games career, but, yeah. at, you know, physically and, like, you know, politi politically as yeah. well. Yeah, because it was political. Political time. But that's a subject we can get into it another time. So I'm just kind of trying to bait our audience to come back when we uh, and we'd love to have you back on if you could it'd oh, be yeah. fun to kind of get into <laughs> those sure. subjects as well and maybe too as we you know what would be cool is to uh, sandy if we could have you on maybe near the semifinals. yeah to talk about the team and oh, yeah, what's going on, happy, what's yeah. on in the semifinal world okay For sure all right um you got anything else jamie i do not all right cool well we went one hour yeah. Thank yeah. you, Sandy. Nice, Sandy, thank course. you Happy very much. Here. I'm always yeah. here. So. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll keep that in mind. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Until next time. See you guys.